listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I am your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we up in the house for episode 144. Yeah, welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we are joined again by the one and only Tyler Perez. What up? (laughs) All that energy, bro. (laughs) Overwhelming. It's a little too much right now. It's fucking hot. It's been a wild week. I hear that. I hear that. I want to give a shout out to them. Them pomping on Miami boys. Yo, y'all showing up on the demographics. Yo, appreciate yo. Yeah, man. 954 boys. Yeah, 305. (laughs) Yo, I appreciate yo. Man, my time in South Florida, I know I shit on Florida yeah, a lot, but I've been yeah, a lot of time thinking over here. <laughs> like, I shit on Florida rapping. all the time, but it's because I spent time there. It's yeah, because I, I know get Florida. It. I get There's it. nothing wrong I with shitting on it. Florida. Florida has plenty to be shit on I about. Understand. But there are some pretty cool people there. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Some exactly. people like we it. Know this. I don't know. I had to get away, but some people like that. Shit. Most of the people I know in Florida want to get out of Florida. Yeah, gotta get away. Just saying. Gotta get But Miami and Pompano have been representing, so I had to shout them out in the demographics for sure. But yeah, man. So uh, you guys been getting in, into anything interesting this weekend? Yeah, I got. I was on my animation tip this weekend, so I caught up with uh, Love, Death, and Robots season two. Ooh, that's out. Okay. And um, uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, uh Castlevania season four. Hmm. I did so, see that it was out as well. I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, Castlevania was the bomb. <laughs> it was good. It's so good, man. The animation is fucking. Animation is top tier. I really like where they went with the story and what they did with the characters. Like, and it, this, I don't know. It can go on, but this one is definitely like wrapped up, wrapped up. Like, okay. In in, in at the end of this season a, three, is this a storyline that's been portrayed before? Is this a a new storyline that they're doing? I think it might canon? be new, right? Okay. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. It's written by uh oh shit Warren Ellis. It's written by Warren Ellis, who's a pretty big comic book writer. So. And you know the original is a Konami product, so most likely it's not. <laughs> so most likely it's not um uh, uh them. So most likely it's not the original writers. It's probably just Warren Ellis's take on the the the, the okay that's the, good on the pro- on the IP. But this season was fucking epic, man. It it pretty much uh if you've seen the other seasons, the end of season three kind of leaves you hanging, leaves a lot of the characters hanging. Like, they wrapped up what happened with Alucard, and he's, uh, he was kind of broken at the end of season three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit didn't go well for Alucard throughout the whole thing. It really does. Was, he was really, like, broken and broody. So this was, this season was sort of like him coming back to life, so to speak. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they also explored more with uh, uh, Trevor Belmont, Saifa, and Unfortunately, San Germain, which uh, San Germain is so annoying, but you know, because he's a con artist, and I, I, I can't stand con artists. But he was a pretty major plot point this this season around, so it was it was pretty dope, man. Like I would definitely give it like a nine out of ten. It was it was super good, and like, and I loved it because they wrapped up everything. You know what I'm saying? That's All the up. story seeds from the previous uh, season four. It sounds like this is a good up. time to to start bringing some finality to yeah. it. Yeah. Now, if they want to start from something new, like I'm, I'm, I'm I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like if you now, if they flash forwarded like a hundred years through Alucard's perspective, it wouldn't even be all that crazy. It would make a lot of sense. I'd like to see them do like what they um, 
carry on with what they did uh, with some of the future ones with Seema. Are you familiar with that character? No, I don't remember him. So uh, in the Game Boy ones, they, they kind of fast forwarded into the future and the resurrection of Dracula in the future after he was defeated. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I thought that those were cool storylines. I'd be interested if they went into that setting some more. But mm-hmm. yeah. This one is dope. Interesting, man. yeah. Uh, like, um, there, there's this one uh, uh character in there, the Isaac, uh, Forge Master Isaac. Yeah, <laughs> he's from the PlayStation games. Nice, I didn't know that. Yeah, Isaac is <laughs> like he, they did him so much justice in this one. Like this season, especially, he has a very, very, very sad story. Like, it's, yes. it's, his wife <laughs> uh gets caught up in some shit. I don't remember exactly what happened to her. But I believe she ends up dead, like they do. <laughs> sure. And he's trying to, and uh, he's being called back to to his work as the Forge Master for Dracula. And yeah, it's it's a pretty epic story. But yeah, this wow. one is too. This one, he's um, he finally makes a decision. Uh, uh, Isaac was also at a crossroads at the end of season three because he had just gotten done. He just pretty much finally escaped and found a place to be, and he was just like. He didn't know what to do. He was like, what do I do with my life? I got all this power now. I'm not, I don't have to worry about my life in the immediate sense. So what do I do? And this season is all about like his plans. And yo, my nigga, <laughs> he <laughs> laid it down. So you feel yeah. like he laid it down. So nice. yeah, Isaac was really dope in this one. Um, man, the, the fight scenes were just so good. Like I, I have to really, really give them their props on the fight animation because one thing I've always liked was how Sypha fought because she's a mage and she fights like, you know, she fights so sick, man. Like she'll, she'll use her, uh, she'll use fire spells to make herself fly like Iron Man by using like the yeah. propulsion. And then she uses, oh man, she did this dope shit where she made a, a fucking semicircle of ice and sliced the demons into <laughs> while rotating the ice. Oh, it was pretty nice. So nice. I, the, the, the fight animation with, uh, 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 especially Sypha and all the magic attacks are pretty, pretty lit. And it's pretty Pretty nice monster battles too. So. <laughs> nice. Definitely check out Castlevania season season four, yeah. or all of it really. The whole thing is a really good watch. It's worth, yeah, I think that the the whole series is definitely worth watching because I've caught the earlier parts of the series and they were very quality. What yeah. platforms can you see it on? Netflix. Yeah, it's, nice. a, it's a Netflix exclusive. Yeah, they have a bunch of anime on there. I never hear people so tempted talk to get these about... motherfuckers like fourteen bucks. I'll be like, yo, let me just get one month. Yeah, one month. <laughs> their animation credit, I guess, too. It seems like low key. I told somebody how they have the Pokemon and like Yu Gi Oh mm-hmm. episodes on there and stuff. They didn't know. They seem to keep it kind of low key and stuff. Like I don't think most people yeah. know. Well, I, um, I think that's there just to bolster numbers. Like yeah. they they really want to promote their shit. Yeah, but the other stuff is there if you're looking. True. Yeah. Pretty much, they're um, starting to they're starting to do a lot of contracts with their own um, creators to start making their own mm-hmm. evidence projects. Like Yasuke is a good example of that. Yeah, nice. I uh, believe this this Castlevania is also another good example. Of yeah, they're starting to do more of those. Like that's good. Yeah, yeah I remember listening to you guys talking about the mm-hmm. whole yeah the problems with the money. Yeah. In the in the artist, yes. Uh, but yeah, somebody that doesn't know Castlevania like that well, uh, the game I was like. I knew about it, looked mm. tight, but I did never really ever play it. Um, that was adapted the game from the comic origin as a comic, or I believe order? it was just an original game. I think property. They, yeah, yeah, if there was they, comics, they, they, they were comic. made after based okay. on the lore of the game. Nice, mm-hmm. that's tight. And the game was exclusive for Sony. Uh, no, no, it was on a, it was on Super Nintendo. No mommy. There was definitely uh, Castlevanias on Super Nintendo that and Nintendo. Be Interesting. I'd be wondering. Yeah, they've been making like... games since 1986. Castlevania wow. Vampire Killers, the first yeah. one. That's tight. And did you guys? You guys were fans of those games back then. 
I played Symphony of the Night. That was okay. my yeah. Intro I didn't become I I didn't really get into Castlevania until PlayStation. Yeah, and yeah. the PlayStation is when I think it got most popular because that was where Probably, I know it. Yeah, from. that's where it got its cult class. Yeah, like graphic look into it, the style. Well, yeah, I but mean I the graphics were, were just sprite based side scrolling graphics, <laughs> yeah. but. It was the gameplay and yeah. a lot of the story. The story, the story was really switched, good. Yeah, they sound yeah. like that. And that format is iconic, bro. Like yeah. Castle uh, uh, Metroidvania is a thing now. Yeah, That's a yeah. description mm-hmm. of the of the games that uh, in, that they've inspired. Nice. That's, yeah, pretty much. If, if it's if it's like fantasy, it's Castlevania. If it's uh, science fiction, it's considered like Metroid based. But that yeah. side scrolling adventure, mm-hmm. yeah, That's those it. two games were pretty much. The I slept on Metroid back in the day too. The only times yeah. that I yeah, got I into her was from either. Super Smash, and that's and where honestly, I found I thought, out how tight Samus was. I thought that um, Metroid, the Prime series on the the GameCube, oh, was the GameCube yeah. one was tight, right? That yeah, was the I one liked, that I got. thought it was very good. I liked that. I, I never played good. them, but I watched them play it, and yeah. they were they. It the, was that was cool, epic. I did. Yeah. Buy, that was my one that I did buy, and I liked that. One. So yeah, I thought that you know those two, as I said, those two franchises oh, are definitely iconic. So I'm glad to see that they're getting some some justice on the anime front. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Um, so for, yeah, and for me, like stuff, uh, as far as, uh, you know, listening to or sorry, watching things lately, um, no, there was no, uh, F1 race this past weekend. I can't think of a whole lot of stuff that I've been watching. That's like relative I to even mentioned. I haven't been getting shit either. Like it's, um, it was a pretty dead weekend for, yeah, for watching stuff. I regularly watch football. I don't know how mm-hmm. many people that listen to this care much of soccer. So I could easily go on for that a long time, but that's kind of a given. Uh, I'm getting excited about the playoffs. Like I was telling you, NBA. Yep. Uh, definitely, I still try to make as much time as I can and keep up with NBA stuff too. So as the playoffs are getting here, I've been plugging in more to it, and it's looking exciting to me. Yeah, there's been a ton of shit going what on do you in think the basketball about, world. Uh, uh, J Cole's foray into the basketball. Well, world. yeah, we're, going, we're definitely going to yeah, talk, we'll touch in, on that because we'll there's some stuff that. going on. Yeah, with, that's um, going to be good. We'll cross. Not that even just that, topic, but yeah, but NBA's yeah, been buzzing. Let's cross that topic with the album, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so the main one that I can think of that I did finish watching this week that was really impressive that was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? You, oh, so, you started watching it? Yeah, I mean, well, I I, w- I had already started it, but I did like two episodes and then I skipped for like the next like couple weeks to a month. Yeah. It just, I dug it, but it just took me a while to get back into. Then it was like where I didn't want to watch the last episode because I didn't want it to end. So I was so into it. <laughs> nice, I waited so like it. a week, yeah, to watch the last episode and I just finished it. And yeah, I really liked the series. I would give it like an eight and a half out of ten. Okay, um, I thought it was. I thought it was really well done. I'll, you know, most of the critique of it that I saw came from, um, or the the critique that I thought was legitimate was that people didn't like the um, flag smashers <laughs> yeah. as a new enemy. <laughs> yeah, and I get it. I get it. I can understand it. It's not your typical Marvel uh, uh, bad guy, yeah. and so it is a bit of a letdown, especially coming off of something like WandaVision, yeah. where you had fucking Wanda flying and drawing hexes in the sky and <laughs> the bucket, you know what I mean? Like mage battles. Like, yeah. yeah, I could see as to why people might have thought that this was a, and honestly, the, um, I think it was a very, uh, genuine, uh, Genuine critique to say that the Flag Smashers were trash super soldiers. <laughs> For Rex. super soldiers, they were Fucking trash. Rex. Nah, B. I'm so, yo, my, I'm telling no you, my respect. dude. Yo, if you give me, yo, if you made me a super soldier, I'd be so much more of a problem than them. Are you kidding so, me? So I think that's well, one of the dumb shit that they did between it, between uh, Homegirl dropping the vial. 
of the of the serum, yeah. her last fucking doses. Yeah, and, that's how and, she loses it by dropping it, <laughs> just dropping it, and breaking it. <laughs> that's and and well, at least was there like something? They were like, running. Tra- okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> at least she wasn't like to like get up and it slipped out of her pocket, so, which uh, would have been yeah. hilarious. But um, that and um and homeboy who who uh uh there was the the scene where they were trying to escape at night and then one of the super soldiers stayed yeah. back and did absolutely exactly. nothing. That was I was like, nah, B, nah, you're not gonna push over a light pole and then stand there and get shot. Might be like. Do something. It's Quicksilver getting shot I by bullets a, yeah, all over again. Nah. I took bro, you can't be subsonic getting shot that. by bullets. I, nah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah, that was... I'm I did not take buying the whole it. point off for basically that scene, right? That was really Because it just bad. seemed completely like useless. And the only way I could justify that is that they were in an extreme situation. But for him to decide that he needed to die and stay behind... But, like, do something, my... Instead like, of... Look... Just yeah. run out there, drop that light bulb, get back into the fucking. Is that not just too logical there? Do like something else. Do I don't know. He had to sacrifice, <laughs> had to sacrifice himself. Don't do that. And Anything else like, is fine. I don't want to say like, that I, I know what to do in a situation when you're yeah, facing down an insurmountable foe. Yeah. But all I know is is that running into the hail of bullets is definitively not yeah, the answer. Yeah, that's not a good don't strategy. Nah, not yeah, the answer. Wild. Unless you're bulletproof. If you were bulletproof, then I'll be talking. Now we're cooking with Crisco. But until said time as you become bulletproof, you need to consider what other whatever other options because I don't know how much time he bought them. Like seriously. <laughs> no, like seriously. He no. didn't buy them no time with them bullets. <laughs> no. But and not by running into them either. At all. Nah, that, nah, cut I mean, the time out by Sacrifice gotta do them. you gotta you gotta be more meaningful with your sacrifice <laughs> than that, my dude. And okay, so if I miss if I cannot remember correctly too with the super soldier and the serum stuff, it does have different effects for different people, kind no. of, right? No, it it's produces that, that, be, that serum in particular produces the effects it of seems super strength, to me speed, for yeah, like agility. And there you and go. It. They yeah. were still mediocre level, though. They still had no combat skills <laughs> they and prowess. That in there. Yeah, <laughs> which was interesting because they. It seemed like no the one, the, the main character, the main uh, flag smasher chick. What was her name? It started with a K. Kaylee. Something. Now like that. I've already, but yeah, it was um, like a K. Katie. But I mean, I mean, it's bad enough. Kaylee. And type. see, as much as I didn't mind them, Carly. I, Carly. I didn't Carly. remember her name. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So that's a lot. But. Um, she seemed to be getting better. Like she was, she was yeah. becoming more proficient with her skills. That's why I was impressed. The rest with of them was just like, nah. Be. <laughs> That's why you can't sacrifice yourself like that. You got to get better. Yeah, and that you Asian give yourself dude, a chance that, to get better. <laughs> I do feel like that Asian dude that was with her. He never really seemed like he was doing shit. Right? Like, yeah, they never gave him any kind of moments where he stood out. And you go, oh shit, like yeah. this dude's about it. And like, but if he she was, was like really like, we see what. What, what Steve Rogers could do with some willpower yeah. and some super soldier serum. Like, if you're a terrorist, I'm assuming your willpower is pretty strong. Like, come on, yo. Like, they were scared. You, yeah, I would have, yeah, she should have been folding niggas in half. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. They were a bit scared. She wasn't yeah. down for the coast. So, nah. I can appreciate her, that. Her, 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 uh, her, her uh, resolve was not as strong as it might have seemed. Yeah, I can appreciate that criticism of them, of them. Yeah, the whole flag smashers. Because I didn't, I still was sold on the overall. I was I dug too. it, but I can see. Yes, yeah, so if you compare obviously to other villains in the MCU, not quite. They're, they're no, they're no uh, children of Thanos. I mean, yeah, yeah. They was laying it down. 
Children of Thanos were, were pretty badass. Even though yeah. they even they went down like bitches in the end. <laughs> they did. But they have to do. You know what I mean? That's their whole role. That's oh, their purpose. Man, yeah, that's to true. make the heroes look good. Yeah. Gotta I was make just it. watching Endgame. They got to beat like up the heroes first so. so you know how strong they are. And then they got to get whipped it's by the like heroes. It's like Mickey Rourke's so never seen a like Marvel that. movie. You know what I mean? It's like, oh no, my nigga. Yes, you were the bad guy. you know what I have seen? SVU. Nigga. That's what I'm talking about. That's a running joke. SVU. Fucking Mickey Rourke. Reference things. <laughs> but yeah, so okay, we'll we'll jump right on into this since you had brought it up already. Um, we do have J Cole's debut in uh the what is it the Basketball Africa League? Okay, um, yeah. for the Rwanda Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, he say the stat line. You got to put the stat line out there. Three, three, two. <laughs> Yes, in 17... Three points, three rebounds, two assists? Yes. In, in 17 minutes. 17-ish? So 17 minutes, yeah. 17, yeah. And ESPN posted this on Instagram, which people were laughing at in the comments. I mean... I understand okay, the significance see, the of them posting so it. Obviously, J. Cole is very good at basketball, but okay. having watched his performance, yeah. you could tell, like, even a bad basketball <laughs> player in the NBA yeah. has worked on his form so much yes. that there is a certain cleanness to yes, it. Yes, you can see the difference. You can see the practice. You can see yes. he spends hours a day doing that. Mm-hmm. You can tell J. Cole is a very talented basketball player, mm-hmm. but he obviously has not spent the last 10 years of his uh, life yes. refining his his style and skill, yes. which is fine because yeah. we, we have seen what he has been doing, and it is amazing. Yeah. The album was off the chain you know what yeah. i mean so you know i have i don't think it's a shot at all i think that it's fine to post the stats i think he's proud of his stats yeah i think the fact that in his rollout he posted his first practice shot and it was a brick mm-hmm. and he, he still posted it he yeah. didn't wait till he made the shot <laughs> yeah. he posted what it was yeah. i don't think that he takes any shame in that nor do i think that he should i think yeah. that it, that is a good performance Jaco got two careers what's there yeah. to be ashamed yeah. about you there know what i mean go. and he's and, and he's at the top of one of them already. Exactly. You know what I mean? How so many niggas got five jobs and suck at all of them? <laughs> I mean, come on. We all we are a bunch of Caribbean people in this place. We all know a bunch of people with a bunch of jobs who are mediocre at all of them. This man is at the top of one of his jobs and he's picking up another one and doing relatively well for his debut. It's yeah. not like he went out there and did nothing. He didn't get shut and, out. And to me, that was sort of the gravity that set in as I'm sitting there looking at the clips, right? I'm like, this Sorry, will, I know. I'm going with this it. Will, I'm, a J, I'm a J. Cole Avenger. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking about, right? It's like, about yeah, Cole? he's <laughs> on the top of his game right now as far as the rap stuff goes. Again, mixed reviews, sure, but obviously he just put out a good album still. Like, at the end of the day, you can just say it was a good album. It was successful. Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's at the same time sitting here, yeah, doing this basketball thing now. And you do have to sit there and just, you know, you should respect that. And just in itself, and it kind of makes me wonder, like you know, details wise, what is like, how did this all? What order chronologically we'll did talk this about play the album out later? Because I haven't even yeah. gotten into the album. Okay, yet. yeah, yeah. But we will talk but, about that after. Yeah, after how this. did his decision? Like, when did he decide that? How did that I think this is something he's been thinking about for a long time. Yeah, getting it's something it, he's yeah, been. Some he got of, it. I think I would say that he's probably been doing this slowly over the course of the past three years, getting okay, into shape. I think so I think I've heard shooting, that too, right? Relatively, yeah. Making the decision that this is what he wants to do, scouting mm-hmm. where he wants to go, deciding mm-hmm. what the best move for him i think this is a long decision and then i don't the think timing he just, just of like jumped up and said yo rwanda <laughs> where, patriots i'm coming where did he record that album do you know was it was it? in the states i'm pretty sure and then he, he had so many features out there but then now. Again, you know niggas be emailing features these days yeah mm-hmm. so he lives out 
He's living out there now. I was, he's, he's playing with them. Regular season I have no shit. Idea. Yo, do you know that J. Cole is rich enough that none of that matters? He's just going right? to do like three yeah, games and do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> three games and... He's, he, yo, J. Cole I'm could outie. be bi-continental if he wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? No thing is, he's like, yo, I'm bi-coastal. I'm out. J. Cole could be bi-continental So he could also just to. leave and This nigga lives in American cool. Africa e- e- evenly. <laughs> that's, How about that? Yeah, that's fire. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a completely plausible statement. Because I can't imagine, like, Dreamville... I, not that you know, Dreamville is an amazing collective, but yeah. I think that he is still an important part of it, mm-hmm. and so I would, I would be doubtful that he would step away for months at a time yeah. to leave Dreamville. That makes sense. Without you know the captain of the boat, yeah. Unless unless he has a a, a framework set up for that. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then I would assume that he's probably splitting his time. To some degree, in some way, I know. I, I, and it's kind of new, right? I mean, he just started yeah, too, so just started. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. So I think that game. their season just started, then, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 Seems and like also on that tip, the NBA has franchised that team. Okay. So that nice, is an yeah. NBA backed team, which yeah. is interesting because that will that means that a is there. You know, J. Cole got a couple years in the BAL and is looking for the NBA. <laughs> and B, is this going to be a active scouting outlet? Like, a yeah. is this going to help turn the BAL into a subsequent minor league basketball league where a lot of good talent? Because if Mark, uh, don't doubt at all that Africa is rife with great basketball players. Yeah, that would make sense. There's going to be so many talented players out there. And now that they have an outlet to the larger world market, because yeah. there's no international market for them. And internally, African markets are are finite, a lot more finite than, than let's say, like the Chinese market or the American market. And so, uh, yeah, you know, this being an outlet into those markets, because once you're in the NBA, you're also in the Chinese market. So that's huge. That international market's going to be big for a lot of African players. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think about Africa as being like, basically, you know, I obviously think NBA, then I think of European being the next popular, and then I think of like Australian even, which, you know, technically I guess that is European, but separate. No, I'm talking about popularity in terms of leagues. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Like from the US to like Europe, which obviously they still have like popular enough basketballs there. Then I'm thinking of like Australia league even the basketball well, in league. china i don't china hear that. has yeah, the biggest market yeah. Yeah, yeah of course they do but <laughs> then like african league basketball though no not something that i hear about and i think that it's ever. mainly because of organization exactly they just need the organization yeah and that's where i mean you know that to go off too much from the topic then here but i my understanding of like you know, it's kind of an unfortunate thing there with their football, their soccer there of like how they basically have a lot of stadiums that they got built over the past like 10, 20 years, but it's by like Chinese funders. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. they eventually like they essentially become like heavily in debt to the same people that help them, you know, get whatever, like a nice little stadium. Well, and that's the thing is, is that whenever you see and and and, and I make and I want to I want to jump on your tangent right there and tangent off of your tangent. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Whenever you see countries like China investing heavily in in any kind of developing nation and they come off so altruistic, you always got to look at what they're investing in. Yeah. And if it's a developing nation, then the 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 preponderance of the citizens are probably going to be in an impoverished state. Mm-hmm. And how many impoverished people benefit from a stadium <clears throat> or an airport mm. or a marina? 
Yeah. And so when these when these countries come in and they 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 invest into developing nations, you can tell when they're full of shit when they do things like build arenas and and stadiums yeah. because yes, oh they're give, they're bringing them the joy. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, they will That's enjoy soccer as just as much if they're playing it in a dirt field as if they are in the stadium. Yeah, they need actual resources and stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. But, and in that yeah. sense, it's considered what I the way that I think that too is considered over the top. It's not necessary. If yeah. they really wanted to help, they could put ten, twenty thousand dollars into a stadium and not twenty million dollars. And then well, say twenty thousand dollars doesn't build a stadium, but I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah, there, yeah. The idea there. You mean twenty million rather than two hundred million? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. That's probably a more apt statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because yeah, that, that that's the scales you're looking at. You know, if if you take twenty million and you actually invest in like let's say a water treatment plant, which would have some good. Yeah. You know, that's probably a lot more beneficial to a country than a two hundred million dollar stadium. Yeah. In which is going to stay dormant for the vast majority of the time. Which which could be actually used as like a staging ground for things like mass vaccination efforts, food distribution. Yeah. It could be used, but it won't be. <laughs> it won't be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like that was the crazy part. Like uh, when Katrina hit, when they were like looking at the Superdome, and they it was like it, it was a, a a place where so many resources could have been organized, but they just didn't. Yeah, they just didn't. It was like oh. Man, you guys have no clue what to do with this infrastructure that you built, do you? But anyway, sorry, tangented, tangented. Huh. Um, back to the 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 basketball Africa League. I huh. don't know. I think it's going to be. I think it's hopefully going to be a good thing because the American um, basketball market is 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 definitely looking for for players, um, and yeah. you know it could be a good thing. I think that athletics has lifted a lot of people from. Uh, their their current social economic position to better social economic position. That's positions. a good way to put it. And so, in that degree, while I don't like the organizations in general, I do believe that they can perform some good in people's lives. So while they exist, I'm not going to hate on on them trying to create some kind of international solidarity. Because who knows? That could backfire on them, and then that <laughs> league could blow up. And then, you know what I mean? Like, they could be empowering their yeah. their, their own demise. You know, the, the young will eat the old if you let them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my favorite life of fucking Rick and Morty. <laughs> the young will eat the old if you let them, Morty. That's funny. But, um, yeah, so that was interesting. Also, um, I saw something come across the feed with Kyrie Irving that I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, That we were talking about earlier off mic that I think was... I think it's a good conversation to be had about uh, athletes and their non-athletics uh, requirements in their contracts. <laughs> because Kyrie Irving um, recently had an, uh, a post game and he was asked the question. And I don't even remember what the question was because he didn't address it. But his response was, you guys are going to have to forgive me because I think all day about basketball, I just got done with the game there's so much other shit happening in the world that I really don't want to fucking think about basketball anymore. So you can ask me your questions. I'm probably not going to give you good answers. But there's a lot of other things. There's people dying around the world, you know what I mean? And I and I have to think of I have to forget that all the rest the whole other rest of my life. I don't care about basketball right now. I just got done thinking about basketball in a very strenuous way. 
I prefer, like, if you want to ask me questions about what's going on in the world, I would probably give you better answers. But otherwise, I'm not going to give you good basketball answers. And I thought that that was interesting. <laughs> I thought that, that was interesting because I think that he al- that is also the right of the player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just like the players have the right to say, I'm not a role model. Yeah. The player can say, has the right to say, I do want to talk about more than basketball. And because you, we also have to acknowledge these players are humans. And that's why yeah. we should not be tying their so much of these of this personal speaking or this post-game speaking to their contracts or what they're required to do as being part of the league. Because if we're going to do that, then we also have to give them freedom of speech. And also, why are you hiring them? I'm pretty sure you hired Kyrie Irving to play basketball. Now, if people like him and want to talk to him, what was the term that you used? Uh, relative and optional. Relative and optional. Your participation in anything post-game should be relative and optional. It should be optional if you want to do it. And if you do do it, then you should be paid relative to that. And so yeah. if you want to opt out of it, just take the pay cut. Just, just, and, and I have a hard time believing that these athletes' agents, knowing who they're talking, who, who their, uh, their clients are, are, try, are going to the NFL and the NBA and saying, I'm tr- I want to work public speaking into their contract. <laughs> I want to require my guy to talk to the press. <laughs> I don't think that that's what's happening. I think the NFL is adding this burden onto people who are are being attracted to this industry under the auspice that they are being hired to play a sport, not to to speak. And moreover, if you're going to ask them to speak, you also have to respect their freedom of speech. And when they want to talk about something other than basketball, you got to listen to them. You can't blackball Kaepernick for fucking kneeling. You can't tell Kyrie Irving that he has to talk about basketball. No, if you're going to say I have to speak, then guess what? I don't want to talk about basketball. That's also my right. Yeah. If you don't want to ask me non-basketball related questions, then you're also going to have to deal with me giving you shit shit answers. That's that's just one of the things. When you choose to engage someone, you have to accept that they might be recalcitrant to talking to you. It's like so don't force people to talk to you. Yeah, Yeah, it's like demanding an apology. It's a bad idea. Yeah, don't force people to talk to you, and don't force people who have spent most of their time exerting themselves physically to immediately try to switch over into a a personable mode. It's Hmm. stupid. It's unnecessary, and I really hate that they do it to athletes. It's Hmm. so I see it and it bothers me. The best one is uh, uh, post fight interviews. Well, yeah, and, and you, all right, speaking about post fight, immediately post fight, not that, the ones where they have the press yeah, set up yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, yeah, we talked and about that, and that then we were too. talking about Joe Rogan because while I don't like to consume Joe Rogan's social media, when it comes to his MMA commentary, he's a fucking great commentator. He's entertaining. He's relatable. He's he's knowledgeable. I mean, I really can't say anything. And and also, I find that he's very mindful about not approaching fighters who just got their ass beat. Yeah. He's very mindful. If you look like you were cogent when you came out the fight, cool. (laughs) We'll talk to you. But if you just got, if you were just blacked out, I'm not going to approach you and try to ask you deep questions about how you just got knocked out. (laughs) Yeah. That's That's fucked up. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. (laughs) I remember there was one fighter that was saying that, um, I think someone asked him about how, how does he feel about like, when the winner comes over and consoles the loser in the ring, and he was like, "Yo, get away from me!" <laughs> it's like I want a person to just beat my ass to come console me. It's not a thing. It's really not. Yeah. The energy's good, still bro. really high. Just because the bell rang doesn't mean the energy went down. Yeah. I know many of fights where the energy didn't go down until someone until many fights later. Yeah. Yo, I saw this amazing what, one where this dude got knocked out. 
he got knocked out and uh, he got hit again and when the ref tried to break it up and he put the ref in a fucking leg oh, yeah. I've seen they were like yo like no yeah, it's, yeah I've it's seen it's wrong guy wrong I think guy. I've seen that same clip yeah wrong hole no <laughs> he got knocked that's out wrong. came to yeah. and just went back into fighting mode nice. and just, yeah, that's yeah, something yeah, I think yeah. is cool about watching fighting though in general how it can be the opposite effect which is like you get knocked out essentially this humble you and I guess also because it knocks the fight out of you in that sense, then you come back to and you are then like, uh, and, okay. And sometimes it's just, I, I it's lost. really a fleeting thing. It. I was watching a fight uh, this weekend, which is probably the only thing I did watch, but, hmm. and one of the fighters, like he was doing really, it was the Oliveira fight. Um, he was fighting. I don't remember the other guy's name. Um, oh. And he, he was, he was squaring up, getting into a striking battle. Yeah, he caught a good one to the face, mm-hmm. and you can tell he was blacked out. Yeah, but yeah. his eyes were open and he was on his feet. Weird. But and so then the barrage came. Yeah, and so he was taking hits That's and he stopped defending yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. And then I knew the fight was over when he was looking at the ref, and Damn. I was like, "Oh no, nigga, you need <laughs> to pay attention to the guy who's hitting you." Yeah, because like he is he. Uh, Jeez, and so. That's yeah, what they it's mean just one by of those the lights things, are on, man. but nobody's home, yeah, man. Yeah. Sometimes you get knocked out. Yeah. But yeah. And sometimes you get knocked out standing. Yeah. And like with your eyes open yep. and your fists up and you're still not home. Yeah. And what was that recent one with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Maz Vidal and the Nigerian Nightmare. What's that guy's name? <laughs> oh, we <laughs> marched through the man's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That so was rough. if I, okay, I saw. I haven't got to go back and watch whatever and see the highlights from it. I didn't get to watch the fight itself. But I saw a Nigerian comedian on Instagram doing a commentary. Like, you know, he's making fun of it, doing the voiceover for it. But it really did look like at the end of the fight when Masvidal and him were like kind of shaking hands or whatever, he was saying to him, yeah, I shouldn't have laughed. Because previous at a certain point in, oh, it, yeah, he yeah, did yeah, a kind yeah. of taunt and a laugh thing. And he sort of let <laughs> it. Was, before that. It was like, like literally exactly right before, right, before right? Yeah. So he kind of like let his side of guard like drop down. And then I swear that if I'm like reading his lips correct, yeah, he was saying like I shouldn't have laughed. I should have. And he realized get hit by a super. He realized. Oh, uh, you taunted the super? <laughs> nah, Again, me. that's uh, at least that that shows some oh, humbleness. That he realized he fucked up. Oh, I mean, it's on camera. You don't yeah. have to admit it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 I hope you humbled. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, oh, that sucks. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know how niggas can be, but I guess you, you ego when you be like, man, fuck that nigga. That nigga's pussy. That's I'm gonna beat his ass. Yeah, I ain't gotta take him serious. A motherfucker. That's yeah. fighting. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, 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 and it's definitely especially, I think it also happened in the Oliveira fight. Sometimes the first round, like skilled fighters, a lot of times are very reserved for a round. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll yeah. just use it as a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, yo. You can't take those first couple of hits. It's like, oh, I could take him. Yeah. Yo, I heard this, this hmm. one shit that Floyd Mayweather rounds. said. He said that, like, uh, in the first round, what he does is, like, he hits niggas in the chest. <laughs> and if it makes a certain set, and he's just going to keep hitting them in that spot. If it makes a certain noise, that's how he knows, like, it's ready. Wow. It's ready. <laughs> or, like, that, that says something to him. It, like, yeah. that, it turns a certain switch in the mind that lets him know a certain thing and yo it's tender it's ready, yeah, he's ready to go he's he locked in oh I can embarrass <laughs> this nigga now okay yeah that's crazy yeah man but yeah I still thought that was interesting and so yeah I, I, I think that moving forward if these agents are really trying to do what's in the best interest of their clients they're gonna try to work their contracts into something more akin to what we just said like where the press interaction is optional mm-hmm. 
and it's incentivized for them to do it. Yeah. Because the way it is right now, they're just trying to be punitive yeah. and they're trying to find them out of it. And it's some bullshit. Yeah. Because let's just face it. Most of the people that they want to talk to are black <laughs> and they don't want to fucking talk to you right yeah. now. And so guess what? You're being extra punitive to black people now. And it's yeah. like, right. This is how things become systemically racism. You know, yeah. it's like back when the NFL wanted to penalize people. And it's people. ironically a lot of white guys that are sitting there trying to interview them, right? Or white people White people, general. White yeah. people trying to force black people to talk to them and yeah. punitively penalizing them for it. It's yeah. like when the NFL wanted to um, ban people saying um, nigga in, yeah. in the NFL. And it's like, people who say it in the NFL are black people. So you're ready. You're going to, you're in the name of, of, of anti-racism. You're going to penalize black people for using their their vernacular. Like what's wrong with you people? Like, give me that. It's just so, it's so blind. It's so, it's so, uh, it's myopic the way that they view all of the, the, the remedies because really it has to be introspective. Not, they shouldn't be looking outwardly for the issue, uh, for the remedy for this issues. Sounds but, right. Sounds about right. Yeah, I I really do hope that um athletes start uh working on this because I do see this just as another way of them discriminating against uh black and brown athletes because mm-hmm. they are disproportionately affected by fines that have to do with uh uh media media is, interaction. Yeah during the games yeah and I, I think it's worth mentioning from my from my end i was saying i saw i saw most of that topic covered from skipping shannon's show and i believe it was shannon that was talking about it he was talking about how in his mind and he was saying a lot of things there but how like he thinks that they should do it he was talking about how they they do kind of have a responsibility because you're playing like that is your employer you're playing under the NBA and that because That's such a the weird media mindset. exactly and this oh, is you again, work for a company you have to be their Shannon. ambassador no um, bitch I don't work for marketing yeah we're talking on yeah, Shannon not here, everybody's Shannon good Sharp. at public speaking yeah or should um, they be required to and yeah and then he was also like mentioning how you know the media because they have the relationship that the media pays into the league itself so i guess in that way you could sort of Why look at it don't also i don't mean to put messenger. too not much yeah, and, I, and i was gonna say i don't mean to put too many words in his mouth this is how i remember seeing mm-hmm. like i sat there and watched the segment i'm pretty sure that this you, is how you're not too far yeah, off though. that exactly. sounds like some shit shannon would say yeah he works for espn for god's sake like that's exactly what he would Fox, that's yeah, a, Fox. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Fox. Yeah, FS1, the company yeah. line. Um, that's exactly but, okay, the kind of shit they would Yeah, push. Exactly. exactly. So that's where it does make sense. And then, again, he mentioned how something along the lines of, like, that they should get rid of the petty fines and have higher yeah, fines. Yeah, like, get more punitive. So Fuck that here, it's bro. more, yeah, they take it more seriously. Um, yeah, and then there was another I mean, really one and truly, by having the petty fines, it's actually a, a, a reverse form of what I was saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's because pretty much... It's reducing how much you're making out of your contract yeah, yeah, every yeah. time you do it. Yeah. And so I guess if there is a requirement for, let's say, 15 press appearances because there's 15 games, mm-hmm. then you can just do the math <laughs> and say, boom, math. That's, take that off the top of my contract. So yeah. This is what my contract really is. True. And if I choose to do the press releases, I can get up to that much from my contract. Mm-hmm. And some so of those things the punitive can fines, I actually time. support the punitive fines. I wish they were worded differently because I'm a semantic whore, but (laughs) really and truly the punitive fines, I have a lot less of a problem with, but making them over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Niggas is tripping. 
and and then they use he used the Jordan example that they were doing the comparison, which again I was saying the, earlier. I don't like that you do that comparison of oh well even this guy did it, so he should have to too. But yeah, he was say they were pointing out how like even somebody as great as Michael Jordan still took the time. They did it in their own way because like they mentioned, he would always come out in a suit. And he would make the people wait, like the media would always be waiting there, maybe like up to two hours, I guess, after a game, um, that long. Yeah. So and maybe that's what, he should, that's what they should do as the compromise. And all right, we'll talk to y'all. Just wait three hours until I'm there ready. Yeah. Maybe that could get him <laughs> like that. That's what we're going to force me is, to talk to you. For sure. I got you. That's, why I, then, that's actually a really good example. So then let them do that. That would be the catch. I'm not sure can, if Kyrie ever got to stage out that whole media room before he <laughs> yeah, stepped foot in there. Let him stage yeah. out the room. I'm going to go take a shower. Maybe get my ice bath. Get a massage. Get the sauna. Yeah. I'll talk to y'all all night. We can talk <laughs> so, all night. So maybe that's the solution. And then we did point maybe. out in our previous, like uh, the off mic when we were talking about it, that may, that also seems to be the difference between someone like Jordan, who clearly had a brand there, and as Kyrie, who I don't associate with looking to sell some kind of brand, right? No, well, definitely not a franchise brand. That nigga been on how many teams? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's definitely not branded that way. Yeah. That's for sure. But, also, some people yeah. love the camera, bro. Some people love yeah. that attention. You can't put that on everybody. Exactly. You know what I mean? Jordan sense. loved that shit. Yeah, yeah, and he had a he significant investment in the brand. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? so yeah, nice. I thought that that was an interesting one that rolled across. So, um, let's hit up the J Cole album. Yeah, noise. The off season, fucking fire, bro. Yo, had crazy, so crazy uh, uh, features. The little baby feature was amazing. Nice. I didn't. I wasn't so. People heard the Cam feature and lost their mind. Hmm. <laughs> I was kind of so so on that one, but J Cole was on his shit. Boy, <laughs> um, Pride is the Devil. That is my shit, man. Yeah, I heard that's a really good track. Um, man. So and he and he touched on uh on some on one of his lyrics he touched on a scuffle he had with Diddy's crew. Yeah, and I heard over about that. over beefing with TDE. Yeah, I was like, I yeah, cuz <laughs> yeah, the 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 Dreamfield TDE connection is the East Coast West Coast connection that rap needed in the 90s. You sure. Yeah. That's in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Dreamfield TDE connection and and so and I I, I love that that gonna happen then it's sorry? sorry maybe like we needed the 90s first before that to even happen though it could be a child of what happened then, yeah possibly absolutely because it definitely what happened in the 90s is what put the stress on the need for that east coast west coast solidarity, solidarity. um but yeah the fact that they that 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 uh they these young niggas were standing up to the to the old guard the way they were <laughs> yeah i think was a very very uh telling point you know i, I mm-hmm. that he chose to to elucidate that on the track yeah. like okay <laughs> like that you know the idea that 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 cole is standing alone in, or not even standing alone but standing apart from the old school mm-hmm. but still at the same time doing something different than the other young boys he still managed to maintain that uh, that that whole uh, undercurrent mm-hmm. while being very current and relatable with his raps. And I think that that was probably one of the things I heard said the most about it. It's like, fucking A. Mm-hmm. Cole got real <laughs> relatable. Like, yeah, interesting. He was on his shit. And it's like, I, I hate that he has to be on his braggadocious, fuck y'all nigga shit yeah. for people to feel relatable <laughs> to him. But hey, you know, I, I understand that that black people feel that way. Yeah. And if he can black balance people have, that, that's you know, are talent. in a position in this country where one of our, uh, common, ex- uh, experiences that we all go through is the feeling of 
fuck them niggas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fuck those niggas for, for, for underestimating me. Fuck those niggas for not giving me a chance. <laughs> fuck those niggas for hating for no reason. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, he gave all that energy. That's tight. He gave all that energy. I, well, liked I like it. I like your review. Um, Yeah, I like the hop in right. For my own perspective, I have not. I'm still waiting because I do want to take the whole album in. So I haven't made the time Definitely. yet. Obviously, I know it's out here, but I'll get to it within the next week. Um, I, from what I was seeing on the comments, one of the funny ones was like, they said these comments are mixed up here. And then I sure enough saw a bunch of mixed up. So people, some people are saying six, other people are saying it was a classic, you it's know, other people are giving though, it nines so. and stuff. So mm -hmm. it did seem pretty mixed up as far as like what, you know, right now in general, it looks like people feel about it, but yeah. I think that even from yours alone, and from what I'm mostly seeing, yeah. It looks I mean, it's like cold it's bars be, doing cold things. It's an things, impressive one, you know? yeah. I think it's going to be an impressive one. Rico, have you checked it out? No. Are, you, are you a J. Cole? J. Cole's the shit. I love yeah. J. Cole. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely worth a check, man. Cool. J. Cole reprises his his role as the, as the yeah. underdog here to take the crown, and, and once again, takes Is he still an shots. underdog? He hasn't um, been he hasn't been down for a long time. But he, I, so I don't think he. Well, yeah, he was down at one really? point in life. But underdog, it has impli a, underdog implies a, that people doesn't don't expect you to win. Oh, you I'm sorry. I, should, I don't even know. He's mainstream. I don't know, man. It's just it's really weird. Yeah, it because is. he he still doesn't get the pub of an NBA young boy, and he's way more accomplished. Is. He makes way more money. <laughs> yeah. He's way better than NBA young boy. Yeah. He doesn't get like let's say the um. You know the cloud of a Kodak Black, and even Little though I baby. like Kodak Black, <laughs> J Cole is leagues ahead of Kodak yeah. Black. It's, it's I'm also just saying, his personality. It's just weird the way that people view. I guess it's because or the media or the mainstream too. views uh, Cole. I'm He's sorry. still considered. I guess it's also is because in that category, he is still considered like a conscious rap figure and i guess so that, that nigga's got rap on him, every end of the spectrum puts much. him yeah but that's also why he sits towards the top of what you would consider best rappers so yeah he's and in a i would say the same thing about place. kendrick he's got it on all ends of the spectrum yeah so yeah most of the ones at the top aren't just doing one type they of have this yeah they mm -hmm. have the range yeah it's important but yeah dude i'm sorry yeah, i gotta say drizzy drake <laughs> Look at your face then he's got one flow <laughs> one that's flow boy you're tripping I still post with Drake. I'm not gonna listen to his next album. He stole his lines. It's because he just got too. He just got too big for that. Yo, and you know what the thing I hate, and 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 he didn't have time. I I hate on Drake for it, but Chris Brown does it a lot, and I give him a pass for it because his music is awesome and his performance is great. But he loves taking like an old reggae beat and making it poppy and acting like it was like it's his. I hate that shit. And I don't know if that's OVO forty doing that shit, but if that's OVO forty, that's some appropriation. Well, shit. isn't that like Toronto too? Yeah, they say that's where that comes from because they got the Caribbean influence, brother. Yeah, no, there is a very heavy Caribbean influence. So that's where in they get that whole and their it's still accent. appropriation. I mean, it is it's still not appropriation because they it's have to get permission culture. to do it. You feel me? I that mean, shit cannot get released to make money if the original did not sign off on it. Oh, oh yeah, 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 no, no, for sure, 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 sure. You can pay. You can pay for something and still be culturally appropriating it. It's yeah. more about intention, I would say. <laughs> and I think that having said the right, like he is still from there, the Toronto, and he still has the yeah, connection. But he's so. not claiming that this is. The, well, I guess he, he's doing it vicariously <laughs> because he's grabbing Caribbean songs. Like he took a Kevin Little song. Yeah, that's that straight Caribbean. It's not like <laughs> he said by way of Toronto, I'm touching base with the Caribbean. No, he just took the Kevin Little song and then didn't Which take it. He bought it. it. Which track I guarantee is it? you, Drake paid for it. Which track? I don't are you think that Drake about? is a thief. I just think that 
he's a swagger jacker. Yeah. <laughs> I just think he's a swagger jacker. Because I haven't heard that term forever. That's just my opinion. That's fair. I mean, is he a swagger jacker? That's why he has one flow? I fuck with Drake. And I don't think that he only has one flow. One thing that yeah. I, I mean, that's said, what he said. To me, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, to me, know. what's he, one of the sw- most. He jacked that swag from Wayne. <laughs> to me, one of the simplest. <laughs> one swag from Wayne. To me, that's one of the simple ways that I categorize him and compliment him is I feel like he, what he does uniquely to me is that he can flow between talking, between singing, and between rapping and it's pretty this is what so I get I'm so saying for my talking melodically with autotune sure okay there you go there you go if you want to break it down Drake does sing as I'm well, saying man. that for him yeah hey 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 I don't validate anything Drake does player haters anything other than be a figurehead like Drake is great at his um Drake's best performances are at his meet and greets Okay, yeah. You ever see Drake at his meet and greet? That is the best you will ever see Drake. Okay. And yeah. and that's sad because if the best you can see of somebody is not on the stage and they consider themselves a, a an artist. Well, I that's think that's sad. debatable too. I know, I know. That's just my opinion. I'm sure that many people but, will not agree with no, that. Man, that's great. But no, and you know what? I mean, I don't plan to listen to his next album though, because to me personally, I think mm-hmm. that now he has reached that peak, you know, at, oh, you from from here. To me personally, peaked. I do. Well, that remains to be seen as far as time goes. Maybe not. Yeah. He's still been coming out with good stuff, so I don't I mean to discredit him. Yeah, I think the shit that he's been out coming out with the past stuff. last year, I like. To he me, what I'm still, not like, sold the crazy on part. is the whole concept of like certified lover boy. It just, you know, again, that sound doesn't ring good to me. The heart shaped uh, haircut thing <laughs> that all doesn't sell me. Like, oh, I want to hear this album. It does the opposite. It makes me like, okay, I can skip this one. If he's going to come back to something mm-hmm. that seems a little, you know, different or like that, I would take it or sure. But for his past, like four or five albums that he's listened to, I became like a fan of his for sure by like the Views album in like 2014 that was. And ever since then, I have consistently have listened to and liked all his albums. So I, I think the last him. Drake song that he put out was um that I liked was like Headlines. OK, yeah, I remember like that title. Yeah, I guess so. It was a long time ago. Long time yeah, ago. yeah. Um. Yeah, I've that's a track that I've gone back and listened to because I wasn't into all, like the hype of it. I guess I missed the hype of it. I could see how it's a good song, but it's yeah, it's not one that I have uh, like in my library. Even I know it's kind of popular though. You know, what, speaking of that, if we can go back real quick to control that song that we referenced with them getting in the argument about. So the story there, J. Cole, P. Diddy getting into okay, the award yeah, yeah, show yeah, the over, the, over a line that Kendrick had in the song Control, where he said that he was the king of New York. That's what they. I don't know if about? that's what Diddy. So evidently, from what I understand from drunk, the story, is that, that Diddy he was, was inebriated. Yeah, he drunk. Kendrick and Cole <laughs> were at the a party with him with their respective crews. Yeah, Diddy in his inebriated state attempted to approach Kendrick about the control verse. I yeah. don't know if it was over the King of New York line, mm-hmm. but I, that would make sense because Diddy loves to say he's the King of New York, New yeah. York and. He means it when yeah. he says it. Yeah. And so I can imagine in a drunken state, he's getting ornery. Mm-hmm. And J. Jake, Jake Cole and his crew intervened, which was probably very unnecessary. Because mm. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, yo, them Bompton niggas out there with Kendrick was about that shit. That's pretty good. Um, I'm pretty sure that Kendrick is in no need of protection. Yeah. But J. Cole, as his boy, stepped in. Yeah. And, you know... A squabble ensued between the crews, they said. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, that that hands was put on Diddy, but nobody yeah. wants to say that because of Diddy's position. But, um, yeah. yeah, and because I'm just, I, listen, if Diddy's got a, a wine bottle in his hand and he's putting hands on Kendrick, 
I don't know how you intervene with that without putting hands on Diddy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. What the hell were all of their bodyguards doing mm. at this moment? All of them were sitting there like, holy shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who do we, who do we hold shit. back? Do we put hands on Kendrick? Do we put hands on Diddy? Do we put hands on Cole? Yeah, Any of these niggas have clout enough to, like, because don't ever get it twisted. Cole has got street clout ad infinitum, my nigga. Yeah. There is no end to this nigga's street clout. Same with Kendrick. And Diddy is a mogul. You know what yeah. I mean? Who made it from a, a, a relatively, you know, street era. Yeah. Yo, I'm sure that all of their bodyguards were befuddled and bewildered <laughs> as to how they should go about this. Because usually, <laughs> if it's a nigga, you just <laughs> ball him up and roll him out the door. Who you gonna ball up in that situation? Nah, said my professional experience. Yeah, all of them need to get fired if that's the case. Because from yo, your as your job as a security guard is to move. Uh, ain't about asking no, especially they, personal protection. I mean, I would need to especially see. There's no footage. Is that the part? Especially personal too? protection for a high profile celebrity client. There's not footage. I, I, of I understand. Move first, professionalism. Nigga. Absolutely. Move first, there's not footage of it. No, as far as we know, there's no footage of it. Nah, Diddy would not let no cameras yeah. in. Yeah, for sure. I don't think Diddy yeah. would. What kind of thing was it? I thought that they said it was at an award show. I don't know. It was at a more private party, maybe? I I have no idea, but I'm sure if Diddy is there, he's controlling the media. Yeah. I I thought that it was at some Like, you try to put some shit like that up, your channel is going down quick as fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Diddy has significant media pull, pull, and, like, his hands are in media. Like, he's at a TV station. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I understand. But I thought that that was real uh, interesting that he put that out there. Um, yeah. And for what, though? Like, uh, is, is he trying to spark something? Yeah, we'll, you know we'll I mean? find out. Maybe they're Which trying I to take that thought is some. And you know what? I, not to go off too much here then, but, you know, we brought up the headlines track. And then I uh, mentioned the uh, control track because that is a song, too, where I know that it's a very popular song. I'm sure that I would recognize it if I played it, but I do not know his control song like that. That was one of his uh, bigger mm. debut tracks, yeah. Like yeah, but and and that was, I mean, I, that didn't even. I don't think Control even had a crazy beat. Uh-huh. Um, was it a Mad Lib beat? It, I, I'm not sure. I'm not uh-huh. sure. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, but it was. You know, the control was all about what was being said. Mm-hmm. It was the exactly. lyrics and the rap. Yeah, it sounds like sure. it's in the name too. So, and and my idea is that him saying. King of New York, however you put it, that wasn't like he. I don't even know. It doesn't really make sense to me because like he doesn't. He's not like out no, there no, like no. That, and corrupt so. actually. Um, that being unfortunately, like, he was yeah. talking to Vlad, but um, corrupt actually explained it. I think you know he, a, a little bit aggressively, but very, very well. Uh-huh. Um, and I and and you could always go search that, but yeah, it's the the King of New York statement is from West Coast niggas is not about being King of New York. Okay. It's about dominating a game mm-hmm. that started in New York. I see. It's not about being a king of New York, but if you were the king of rap, yeah, rap started in New York. There you go. It's a it's a syllogism thing. It's not a direct shot at being the king of New York. Yeah, Obviously, that makes this, sense. they look up to, and also there's 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 a whole movie, King of New York, <laughs> where that <laughs> people emb- that that people idolize, yeah. you know. That they could, that they are also referencing in this. So there's there's tons yeah. of reasons why people would say King of New York without fucking caring at all about Diddy. Ego, ego. That's but yeah, if I'm Diddy, too. then you're definitely talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm Diddy or I'm Jay or I'm anyone, you're talking about me, nigga. Yeah. But yeah, crazy. But people. um, so yeah, uh, that was also yeah, uh, one of those silly things that 
unfortunately, media can blow out of proportion because really there was nothing there. Yeah, they got to make a story. Yeah. But um, moving on from that, uh, I saw something that came across the feed from Big Sean that, man, I really love this dude's career. I like his music a lot. That's, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing in his career, I think, is one of the most stand-up things that, that I've personally seen done in the hip-hop industry in some time. And so his mom really called him out to do uh, more for uh, mental health. And so they decided to get together and put out um, a series uh, to help uh, people find mental health resources, dealing with mental health issues and all that stuff. So I wanted to give them a big shout out, man. Nice. Because it's, it's all about putting your 10 toes to the ground. And it's really easy to, to, to talk about being something when you have a platform that people already you know subscribe to but it's another thing to actually carry you know carry through and be there for those people in their time of need and so definitely wanted to shout out uh shout them out there's tons it's way deeper than i've given it by the way yeah this program is actually something that i highly recommend people look into it you just uh google big sean um and and his mother and their uh, mental health awareness program You'll you'll get all the info, but nice. it's definitely just knowing that people are are actually or that artists are actually using their platform to put out something that is, is so important for individuals. Yeah, like he's not making. I mean, he might make money off of it. I'm sure that to some degree there might be monetization, but for the most part, mental health is about the person, the individual. Like you don't gain yeah. a whole lot. <laughs> You know what I mean? From yeah. working with people with mental health issues, especially Which is why because they it. they're hard to work with. Yeah. They have why, mental health issues. That's why issues. they got rid of that shit. That? <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah, that's why they got rid of all these institutions here in yeah. the States, right? Yeah. They well, were like, yeah, because it's not profitable. This is bullshit. And the state couldn't afford it. Yeah. And so they decided that in cutting away all of the fat of, of public budgets, they would get rid of mental health institutes. Yeah. Because they're they're difficult to staff and you know, there's tons of abuse. Yeah. And and it's just a really difficult industry to be in. So to see somebody bringing some light to that plat uh to that industry with their platform, definitely wanted to to, to give a signal boost to that, even though you can't signal boost big Sean. That nigga's the big signal already. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh moving on from that, we'll just uh we'll hit some these two politics topics and close out for the night so we have the democrats pushing for Rahm Emanuel to be the uh the ambassador to japan and it's just <laughs> it's just a big fuck you it's just a big fuck you they yeah. they know that this man is not suitable for any public office that he can never run for a public office yeah. in the states yeah so they are so in bed with this fucking piece of trash tick that they are willing to 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 give him an ambassadorship to satisfy whatever fucking whatever they are have uh beholden to him it's it's ridiculous this man should not be an ambassador to anything he doesn't represent american people he might represent a small section of the oligarchy but he is the worst representative of american politics what this man did in chicago was so egregious that the fact that the Democrats don't as fervently work on a way of sunsetting his ass and moving <laughs> him out of the party just shows the animity they have towards black people. 
not just black and brown people, black people in particular, because Rahm Emanuel <laughs> particularly targeted black people with his malfeasance. And it was fucked up. Yeah. You know, covering up murders, police murders of African-American men for the benefit of your political campaign is the height of political douchebaggery. You know what I mean? And so the fact that the Dems are still pushing to give this man something in their administration just shows, like, Dems are not for black people. Republicans are not for black people. This is not me shitting on Dems to push to push a Republican line. Don't ever think that that was the case. Do not vote Democrat or Republican. Write in, do anything you can other than vote for those main two parties if you are going to choose to involve yourself in electoral politics. I don't respect any vote that goes towards these two poli- these two parties from a black person because these two parties openly and actively disenfranchise black people. Yes, the Democrats will say some flowery language and yes, they will kiss your ass and yes, they will ch- pick and choose a few of the special ones to represent identity politics for them. But they fucking hate black people. Get the point. When someone doesn't like you, don't let them talk flowery to you in the hopes that you'll still be amenable to the fact that they need you. Because don't mix up needing you for liking you. A lot of people who need you don't fucking like you. And the Democrats need black people, but they don't fucking like us. We need to stop playing that game. (laughs) This motherfucker Rahm Emanuel, man, is the most detestable kind of human being. And the fact that they refuse to, like, and and that's another thing that I hate about the Democrats is that they, they take people that I would love to just never have to speak about and keep forcing them down my throat. Yeah. Like, I would love to never talk about Trump, but yet the Dems refuse to fucking do the right thing. And so whatever, what happens, it leaves a vacuum in which Trump is still the leader of the Republican Party. The Republican <clears throat> Party is still vastly organizing around Trump. Yeah. We, are you aware of this? No. The, yo, they just censored Liz Cheney and removed her from leadership or, because she did not, she did not support it, Trump. I guess I don't want to be aware of Lindsey Graham kind of and Mitch McConnell yeah. have said openly on the mic recorded that Donald Trump is the now and future leader of the Republican Party. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking bananas. Yeah. And the Democrats in the in the in the presence of this kind of bullshit can't get their shit together to fucking beat Trump. Like, are you shitting me? Are you shitting me really? Like, it's just uh, but yeah, that shit had me on one. So to to Rob Emanuel too, right? He's someone who even he was the mayor of name. Chicago who yeah. made his way up through the Democratic uh, establishment I, by shitting on black people, by rallying yeah. black people, by being a POC, a I know personal colorist. I hate bad that shit. shit about him from back in the day. That. I was going to, what is his, what was his relation with Obama from back then? Because I feel oh, like, they were, they were, they, they fundraised heavily for each yeah. other. So they, they were friends in that sense. Oh yeah. But Obama um, and Rahm are cool. Yeah. I remember like They're that was, money. that was back then when I learned about the corruption of those two, I guess, both of them. Chicago's in, in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, Obama was a Senator from Illinois. They were yeah. in a lot of political circles together. Uh, and ever since then though, I have not heard that motherfucker's name. So it was kind of even weird and like I had the feeling. Shit. There you go. Exactly. When you yeah. hear someone's name and you have a very like negative, as soon as I heard, it, I was like, ah, that guy, fucking wrong. And then the, that the fact <laughs> that, that they guy. would send him to fucking Japan to be their ambassador there, yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah, if he gets our, that ambassadorship, man, the U.S. God. ambassador there, not whatever. If. But this is why I no longer. I, I try That's my crazy. best to pay as little in taxes as possible. <clears throat> I will, you know, just. 
eh, I'm not, not, I'm not, you know, hypothetically, <laughs> if I if I had the chance, I would evade taxes as much as I could. <laughs> the hottest mic on the planet. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm not one of those niggas who enjoy going on the internet and saying illegal shit to taunt the IRS because that's not smart. That's not smart. Uh, but hypothetically, if I was in a position to evade taxes, I would evade taxes. I, I believe avoiding taxes is is the legal and evasion is the illegal one. So you want to... Well, oh, you can avoid it, but don't evade it. Correct. Correct. Got it. Evade, evading taxes is specifically the crime. Let me double yeah. Okay. So I That's avoid paying yeah, tax taxes. evasion is a crime. I've never <laughs> yeah, evaded sure, the taxes. Sure. I've never run from the IRS. I just, I just go down other streets when I see them. There you go. <laughs> So um, you gotta avoid taxes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's because and 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 it's not because I don't agree with paying taxes. What I don't agree with is the vast majority of my taxes going to the the establishment parties as they stand and the military and yeah. policing. It's like mm, mm, a whole lot of. Bullshit. I want to pay my taxes, but <laughs> what I don't want to do is support those entities because yeah. those entities disproportionately fuck up my life. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're banging that. So. If you guys aren't going to allow me to itemize my taxes where they go, yeah. then I'm going to have to avoid the parts of the taxes <laughs> that I don't want to pay. Yeah. Right? Sense. That's how you legally That's do it? Yes. Okay, yes. okay, okay, yes. okay. Yes. Yes. I'm not evading anyone. Nope. I'm right here. Nope. Yeah. I'm right here. I'm just avoiding you. No, I'm just... <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, the uh, legal language is fucking it is. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's fucking, but it's written that way specifically. To so trap people can do people. that, right? Yeah, yeah. To, to, to fucking trap people. All right. So we'll we'll wrap with this. We'll, uh, and this is probably going to be an ongoing topic. Um, I'm definitely next episode going to have another update on Colombia because that shit is on its <laughs> third week of violence. Yeah, but um, just still, it's an evolving situation, and the reporting out of it is so bad. Hmm. Yeah. And and actually, it, it, I'm touching on this because this is going to lead directly into the next topic. The reporting out of Colombia has been notoriously bad because the government, or the, uh, the government and the rebels both murder journalists. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, journalists are giving multiple perspectives. So some of them are anti-government, and the yeah. government murders those journalists. And, and then some of them are to... anti-rebel, and then the rebel murders those journalists. So there's no information coming out of there other than social media that's really good. Mm-hmm. And so that's it's really dangerous when countries start creating a fraught media environment. Like, it's bad enough the way that, that America does it by just making it all minutia. Mm-hmm. But it's also bad when... Every piece of journalism is vitally important, which puts every journalist in dire peril. That's a, yeah. that's also a problem. And how I'm realizing, ironically, it's hard to do that and also be secretive about it. They can fucking see you. There's nothing secret you. about journalism. <laughs> yeah, they can see it's your ass. It's definitively <laughs> part of their their trade is to not be secretive yeah, so. about the, the, the facts on the ra- ground. Obviously, yeah. not their sources. They're very secretive about their sources, yeah. just not the facts on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so that moves in, into our next, our last story for the night, and that's um, Israel blowing up the Al Jazeera and uh, Associated Press headquarters. Yeah, and so mixed, Israel has officially use, shut down all legitimate building. press coming out of the Gaza Strip. Yeah, that, you don't do that when what you're doing is. And good. it's worth mentioning that was a mixed use building, so people also lived there. Yes, it wasn't just a news outlet. And and so it, 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 there was no right reason to bomb that building. There's people, there was civilians there, yeah. and there was media there, yeah. both of which are protected populations. Yeah. So Israel is clearly covering something up. And how much longer is the American government going to be complicit in this? 
And this is one of the places where actually Bernie Sanders has been historically really fucking good. Yeah. He was the only one to call in the Benjamin Netanyahu out as a as a fascist uh, uh, leader and as a problem and as a serious detriment to American democracy. Yeah. And and it's just a shame because we do not have anyone in government right now who's willing to say that. There's literally not a single person in our government who will go on. When I say even the squad won't say Israel is an illegitimate state. They'll say apartheid states are not democracies, mm-hmm. but they will not call it. Not even the squad. No one in our government will say Israel is wrong for killing Palestinian civilians. They won't say it. Yeah, they keep talking about Hamas. And they want to talk about Hamas. But no one wants to talk about the fact that Hamas only exists because Israel has obfuscated their their responsibility to govern the Gaza Strip. Yeah. It's, you, it is the government's job to provide utilities to the Gaza Strip. Hamas provides electricity to the Gaza Strip. Not because Israel is providing electricity to the Gaza Strip. Because Israel's not doing its job. Mm-hmm. Hamas doesn't defend the fucking Palestinian people because Israel's treating them well. Hamas defends the, the, the Palestinian people because Israel's treating them poorly. And so, the, you know, it, it, people could play whatever fucking dumbass mental gymnastics they want to play. And I'm not, in you know, g- getting infected with you. It's just, it's such a frustrating thing because I, I, I think back and I to the social media and all of the, 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 the mainstream media clips that I see that are that are trying to somehow equate what's going on that Hamas's bottle rockets are <laughs> are in any way shape or form the same thing as blowing up a building that houses protected populations these are not the same thing this is a false equivalency and anyone who's trying to make that equivalency is proving themselves to just be a bad person at heart because you're justifying because yes you say whatever you want about Israel's right to exist i'm not even i'm not even interested in having that conversation with people if you believe it cool how does that justify the eradication of the palestinian people you could say they have if you want israel to own the area fine they still have a responsibility to the people that live there to treat them humanely yeah what the fuck is so hard for some people to understand about that? It blows my mind that this is a discussion that we have to have. That even though Israel has has acknowledged that these people were there way before that they owned that land. These people didn't fight them for that land. Yeah. The people who fought them for that land, 14 fucking hundred years ago. Unfortunately, we're going to have to have at some point an idea of, well, these aren't the same people. Because they're not. It's not the same... They don't, they don't even worship the same way. It's not the same sect of Islam. It ain't the same people. Yeah. So, no. Your 1,400-year your grievance is not relevant. You managed to get hold of this land through chicanery and overwhelming international support. Got it. You still have a responsibility to treat the Palestinian people humanely. And that's what I just don't get. It's like, where does the conversation... Where, where, at what point do they get the right to murder people and destroy their homes? And it's really ironic because this is kind of flipped, right? Like mm-hmm. this is how overall Jewish people were getting treated in Europe back then. Like as if they were less than yeah. human and mm-hmm. rats and like, oh yeah, we can just exterminate them. And now they're doing the same exact thing to those people. Mm-hmm. 
pretty crazy. And that's why you have, and that that's what happens when you don't learn your lesson. Yeah. That's what happens when you don't learn your lesson. And you get bullies, I guess, too bad. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't see how they don't, don't have more empathy. It's, that's, that's what happens when you learn your lessons from the bully. Yeah, yeah. Don't learn then your lessons you from the bully. the bully. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you become the bully. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, it's, 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 it's a fucked up situation. It's one that's horribly represented. The entire American government and mainstream media is organized against it. And it's fucking atrocious. It's the yeah. most disgusting thing I've ever seen. I would honestly, like honestly, I, 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 I find it to be agree. particularly worse than the demonization of black people. Like I, I get it. So. They built a whole economic system on our back. I get it, man. It's hard to give <laughs> up the cash cow. But the what the what the Jewish people have done, or I'm sorry, what the Zionist sect of the Jewish Jewish government has done to subvert the American government is fucking horrible. That shit, it, it because. In its subversion, it's made it impossible for us to, to to do anything about our plight because we would have to go through legal means, yeah. legal means that have been corrupted by ALEC. ALEC yeah. is the, the American Legislative Exchange Committee, which is a Israeli-American uh, think tank that is probably one of the biggest lobbyist organizations in our government. Hmm. Mostly Israeli-American people write our laws. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, if that's the case and a lot of the situations that are going on right now are legal in basis, what is the, the what is the responsibility of Alec in creating our fucked up gerrymandering laws and our fucked up voter suppression laws? Yeah. An Israeli run organization is doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not this is not conspiracy theory. We have to start putting some dots together if we're gonna attempt to fix the problem, because the problem's not gonna make itself obvious to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I'm pulling at some threads, I'm not trying to make a conspiracy theory. I'm trying to say we have to figure out where to strike at if we're going to attempt to fix any of these issues, especially if we're going to attempt to take a legislative route. Unless we're not taking a legislative route, then do what have at it, Haas. You, you, the world's your oyster. But yeah. if we're going to take legislative action, we have to identify the bodies in our legislature that are are, are are the bad actors. Because it's not just the Congress people. Because the Congress people get elected. Yeah. What What else? What is motivating the Congress people to not work for the people who are, there, who are, who are electing them? Mm-hmm. The lobbyists. Mm-hmm. Oh, so who's who are some of the most powerful lobbyists? The Israeli uh, firms. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> This is just what it is. This is not me making shit up. You can go online. This is all very public shit. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I hate this the, the the atmosphere in this country now that whenever you, you start to try to like make obvious assumptions, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I see it. Anytime I try to bring this up to, to other people so I can have well, valid conversation like about because it. maybe I'm fucking wrong and I deserve to be told yeah, why sure. I'm wrong. But yeah. instead, I'm just confronted with, oh, that's conspiracy theory. And it's like, yeah, because that's easier to say than actually doing your own research, research. as a part of the problem. Yeah. But yeah, it's because I guess the term itself is still works in that kind of common sense, uh, common way that can play over in people's heads. Even when you're hearing information that you're not sure about, then you can categorize it as being a conspiracy theory potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's why you got to be thinking. And that's who we're. That's who <laughs> we're working for, right? Is and the thinking people. And that's why I say, you know, the best thing that we can do for Palestine is fix our own fucking government. And actually, that's the best thing we can do for any other country internationally, really. Yeah. Fix our government so our government isn't organized in such a way that we benefit from destabilizing South American countries yeah. and, you know, fomenting, 
in supporting Israel in their uh, apartheid oppression. You know, and 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 it's a symbiotic relationship. Israel exports their policing. Where do you think our police learn to be fucking shit bags? Yeah, you know what I mean. The, the that whole the the whole you know just being generally racist. We had that down, <laughs> but where did they get organized <laughs> to use all this military materials that they've been blessed with by Obama? Yeah. Israel taught them how to use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Israeli people and come we to teach them to, things too, right? So yeah, they oh, work sure. together. Um, I didn't. I don't. We manufacture. A... They tell us what they need, and we manufacture the weapons for them to 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 better learn to oppress people, and then come back and show us how to uh, how to most effectively yeah. do it. Wild. It's a it's a very symbiotic relationship. Up. Um, yeah, I I don't remember a whole bunch from that video, but I watched a YouTube infographic like a week ago that talked about the whole topic was Israeli spies and U.S. spies and their programs. They pointed out there how the programs, uh, the, historically, basically, they were saying that Israeli spy have spied more on U.S. Oh, yeah. <laughs> than than the other way around. And Absolutely. That, that even, yeah, it's, to me, well, they do it at our behest. Yeah, our our FBI asks Israel uh-huh. to spy on yeah, us because yeah. they can't spy on us, there you and go. then they get the intel from Israel yeah. to perform their own investigation. Crazy. Yeah. It's fucked up. You know, what's funny is I used to watch the show NCIS and they they used to joke about that exchange of information. I used to think, mm-hmm. ah, that's so funny. They're <laughs> ah. <laughs> in Quantico and they're sharing information with Israel and American citizens. Ha ha ha. That's so that's so entertaining to watch. Ironic. No, it's not. Yeah. It's like, that's so stupid. And in American media, man, let me tell you, it really goes a long way to desensitizing them to the shit that they go through. Yeah. Bad news bears. But all right, we'll we'll end on that depressing note. How about that? (laughs) Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yes, sir. I hope you guys can always find us on the social medias. You can find me on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron and on Instagram at at Heron's Home Podcast. Heron's Home. Mm -hmm. You can catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And you can also catch me on the Instagram at Tyler with no E Perez. Alrighty guys, thanks for joining us And always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it So learn from your mistakes It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from Have a great one guys Peace Take it easy Alright, peace out guys